Shabbat Shalom. I pray you are doing well and that all things are doing are going well for you. This is Nade Badel Leon, and we are reading today from Wisdom of Solomon 13. And it says the the nature, the worship of nature. Surely vain are all men by nature who are ignorant of God and could not out of the good things that are seen know him that is, neither by considering the works did they acknowledge the workmaster, but deemed either fire or wind or swift air or the circle of the stars or the violent water or the light of heaven to be the gods which govern the world. With those be- with whose beauty, if they being delighted, took them to be gods, let them know how much better the Lord of them is. For the first author of beauty had created them, but if they were astonished at how power and virtue, let them understand by them how much higher he is that made them. For by the greatness and beauty of the creatures, proportionately the maker of them is seen. But yet for this, they are the less to be blamed. For they prepare adventure, eh, seeking God, and desirous to find him for being called Vessant in his works. They search diligently and believe their sight because the things are beautiful that are seen. Howbeit, neither are they to be pardoned. For if they were able to know so much that they could aim at the world, how did they not sooner find out? The Lord thereof. This is wisdom of of Solomon thirteen verses one to nine, the first portion of of wisdom of Solomon thirteen, and it is talking about how people look at these stars and moon and waters and all the things in nature, and they worship those things instead of worshiping God. If those things are so amazing and so wonderful, he's saying, how come they are not in awe of the one who created them instead of the things that are created instead? These are all created things, beings, just like us. So why do we resort to worship them when we could worship the God of God, the one who created heaven and earth, the one who created all things? You know, Jehovah hates idolatry and man tend to like to do idolatry a lot and that is our downfall so i'm going to continue from verses 10 all the way to verse 19 and verses 10 from there it says, making and worshipping an idol. But miserable are they, 
and in dead things is their hope, who call them gods, which are the work of men's hands, gold and silver, to show art in a resemblance of beasts, or a stone good for nothing, the work of an ancient hand. Now a carpenter that fell a timber, after he had sown down a tree, meat for the purpose, and taken off the back, skillfully round about, and had wrought it handsomely, and made a vessel thereof fit for the service of man's life. And after spending the refuse of his work to dress his meat, had filled himself, and taken a very, the very refuse among those which serve to no use, being a crooked piece of wood and full of knots, had carved it diligently when he had nothing else to do, and formed it by the skill of his understanding, and fashioned it to the image of a man, or made it like some vile beast, laying it over with vermilion, and with paint, coloring it red, and covering every spot therein. And when he had made a convenient room for it, set it in a wall, and made it fast with iron, for he provided for it that it might not fall, knowing that it was unable to help itself. For it is an image, and had need of help. Then maketh he prayer for his goods, for the wife and children, and is not ashamed to speak to the, to that which had no life. For he, for for health, he called upon that which is weak, for life prayer to that which is dead, for aid humbly beseech it, that which had least means to help, and for a good journey he asked of that which cannot set a foot forward, and for gaining and getting, and for good success of his hands, asked ability to do of them that is not able to do anything. Wow! This is Songs of Solomon 13, 10 to 19. It's talking about how man is so foolish. How we take the same tree that we use for firewood, that we use to cook and keep ourselves warm, that we use, that God has graciously created for us, for our comfort and our benefit. We take these trees when they are big, and we carve them skillfully, paint it, set it in our home, fasten it up, and call it our gods. Wow! What a wicked way to live. It's not good. So today, if you are worshipping idols, I'm telling you, things of this Nature has become idols. Things of our hands. That cannot do anything. 
but we create with our own hands and we view them as more powerful. We should be very careful. Shalom. I'll talk to you again in the next segment. This is Nade Badalolio, Nadeni1 at gmail.com or dollar sign V-N-K-O-T-E-Y. That's my cash app. Shalom. Shalom, Dodi. This is Nade Badalolion. And we are reading today from Wisdom of Solomon 14. But before we do that, can we pray real quick? Avenu Malakenu, our Father and King, we thank you and we come before you. We give you praise for giving us such a day. And this weekend for helping us to celebrate Shavuot or Pentecost. And we thank you for your grace and for your gift of the Holy Spirit. We invite the Holy Spirit to come and be with us and touch anyone who is listening and have any issues. I pray that you give them clarity, you protect them and you heal them and help them in their situation. Whatever the situation, be it financial, be it health, be it, you know, helping them in school and in, in their business and in their missions and in their vocations. Father, I thank you and I give you praise in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. So we are quickly going to go to Wisdom of Solomon 14 and we're going to read you know, in, in, in portions, one from one to seven right now. And then from there, we read from eight to the next and the next and the next. Okay. So this portion here says, sailors saved not by idols, but by vessels and God. Again, one preparing himself to sail and about to pass through the raging waves calleth upon a piece of wood more rotten than the vessel that carrieth him. For verily, desire of gain devised that, and the workman built it by his skill. But by providence, O Father, governeth it, for thou hast made a way in the sea and a safe path in the waves. Showing that thou can save from all danger. Yea, though a man went to sea without art, nevertheless, and wouldest not that the works of thy wisdom will be idle. And therefore do men commit their lives to a small piece of wood, and passing the rough sea in a weak vessel are saved. For in the old time also, when the proud giants perished, the hope of the world governed by hand escaped in a weak vessel and left to all ages to to all to all ages a seed of generation for blessed is the wood whereby righteousness cometh. This is 1 to 7 of Wisdom of Solomon 14. And it's talking about how men depend on idols, things that are weak, that they make by their hands. And yet, God comes in and saves 
man from all the rages of the sea and look at all the things that he does. It's even silly that man will concentrate on giving their devotion to things like wood. The wood that they are created is even worse than the wood that is the vessel itself. The vessel that is the ship that we ride on. You know, imagine you worshipping these things and then the God who created heaven and earth and the oceans and everything watching you. It is stupidity, you know. But then again, men put their trust in things that are not sensible. But we have to remember that God created everything in this world. And we have to give him the glory, not the things that we are using. Okay, so I read from 8 to 11. It says, God will punish idols and idol makers. Okay, let's read. But that which is made with hands is cursed, as well it, as he that made it. He, because he made it, and it, because being corruptible, it was called God. For the ungodly and his ungodliness are both alike, hateful unto God. For that which is made shall be punished together with him that made it. Therefore, even upon the idols of the Gentiles shall there be a visitation, because in the creature of God they are become an abomination, and stumbling blocks to the souls of men, and a snare to the feet of the unwise. Wow, this is amazing, you know. It's telling us that anything that we take and we fashion by ourselves and we value it more than we value God. We pre we put a certain we put it in a certain pedestal. We put it in a certain location. Our hopes and everything is in that thing. Woe to you who is making it that and woe to that thing too. So it is important to view idolatry for what it is. Idolatry is serving things that are made out of inanimate objects and we worship it and we treat it like it is our life like how these days we have cell phones and computers and all of these things we focus so much on those things we forget that god who created all of us gave us the wisdom to create these things and so i'm going to continue from wisdom of solomon 14 verses 12 to 21 the origins of idolatry, it says. For the devising of idols was the beginning of spiritual fornication, and the invention of them the corruption of life. For neither were they from the beginning, rather shall they be forever. For by the vain glory of men they entered into the world, and therefore shall they come shortly to an end. For a father afflicted with untimely mourning, when he had made an image of his child, soon taken away, now honored him as a god, which was then a dead man, and delivered to those that were under him ceremonies and sacrifices. Thus, in process of being an ungodly custom, grown strong was kept as a law engraving images were worshipped by the commandments of kings 
who men shall could not honor in presence because they dwell far off they took the color counterfeit of his visage from afar and made an express image of a king whom they honored as to the end that by this their forwardness they might flatter him that was absent as if were pre- as if he were present also the singular diligence of the artificer did help to set forward the ignorant to move superstition to more superstition for he peradventure willing to please one in authority forced all his skill to make the resemblance of the best fashion and to the allured more and to the and so the multitude allured by the grace of the work took him now for a god which a little before was but an honored as a man and this was an occasion to deceive the world for men serving either calamity for tyranny did ascribe unto stones and stocks the incommunicable name you know this is not the end of um songs of solomon 14 this is just from 12 to 21 it's talking about how people started the origins of idolatry how men just took the image of a, an honored man because he lost a son and grieving because he was in a position took it as an honored person to honor him and because he was in a place of uh, authority forces people to honor him as a god instead and then we created other he he created other images graven images and made it as a as as a worshiping uh um gods you know basically forcing people to do idolatry this reminds me of the image of yeshua yeshua's image is not the image that we see the image was by one of these pope alexander or something so many centuries ago who lost his son who by the way it's also said that he was he was um he was gay you know he wasn't even a straight man that goes to show you the thinking of the catholic church why a lot of them hate to bring forth the 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 graciousness and the goodness of women and sometimes you know they 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 try to portray it as a male dominated religion which is not in every aspect of the way when yeshua was alive he showed so much compassion for women and men alike and he gave them so much grace and yet how be it that after his death every single time you look at yeshua's account of when he died you see women there when he died the women first came over there and yet everything has changed because of perceptions of men because of how men view things and in order to perpetuate their situation of doing the male dominated well they also created series of 
nuns and also created the the idea that Mary was the immaculate, you know, you know, to 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 all of this worship and created images of these things. And now people go around worshiping images of Mary and saints and all of these things. I'm not saying that this is necessarily uh, um, horrifying, but I'm saying that we have to be clear. The Lord says we shouldn't do idolatry. That is a form of idolatry, you know, and we are perpetuating it and we are encouraging the people of God to, to, to pray to saints and to pray through Mary and all of these things. I am not against the Catholic Church, but history will prove that they have manipulated a lot of things throughout history. Okay? And it is important that we look at these things. Do man make mistakes? Of course we do make mistakes. Do we change it? Yes, we have to. But when we have made mistakes thousands of years old, and we still dig into the fact that it is tradition, and we stick to it, even if it kills us, that is the sickness, that is the root, the, the thing that God hates the most, the idolatry. What is the purpose of us kneeling to these things, bowing to them? What is it called then? Can somebody explain to me what idolatry really is? Can somebody really tell me that this is not idolatry? Worshipping images and making it gods, and it is of false images of other things that are abominable to God, and yet we hold it dear. That, that is something we need to really look at. You know, because a lot of people are in the in these churches and they are seeking God the best way they know how. But if a lie has been told 2,000 years ago and it's still being perpetuated today, how are they going to know the difference? We need to dig deep. We need to be serious. We need to be fair to ourselves. And we need to say, Lord, help me find you. I'm not I'm not damning any of these churches. They did the best they could. But you, I'm challenging you to dig deep by seeking God yourself, by praying and saying to him, show yourself to me, show yourself who you truly are and how you want, how, how you want me to follow you. Show me who you are. If Yeshua be king and Lord, let him be king and Lord. Let him show himself. If he not be, let him show himself. Because I am sure if you sincerely ask God with all of your heart to show you the right path, he will. I'm not telling anybody not to go to this church or go here or go there or go there. But I'm telling you, seek God right now. Get on your knees, pray, talk to him. Because we were created in his image, therefore he has put his signatures in all of us. Something that draws us to him. That you know and you know and you know that it is not you but it is him. And he will show you and he will help you. And if whatever denomination you need to go to is where you go to, then, then you do that with a clear mind. Not just because somebody made the rules and made you follow the rules like follow the leader. Seek God for yourself, and you shall find him. Okay, now I'm going to read from second, uh, um, from, from the third portions 
of the uh, um, wisdom of Solomon 14, verses 22, all the way down to 31. I'm going to read from 22. It says, evil caused by idolatry. Moreover, this was not enough for them that they erred in the knowledge of God, but whereas they lived in the great war of ignorance, those so great plagues called they peace. For whilst they slew their children in sacrifices or used secret ceremonies or made revelings of strange rites, they kept neither lives nor marriages any longer undefiled. But either one slew another traitorously or grieved him by adultery, so that there reign in all men without exception blood, manslaughter, theft, and dissimulation, corruption, unfaithfulness, tumult, perjury, disquieting of good men, forgetfulness of good turns, defiling of souls, changing of kind, disorder in marriage in marriages, adultery, and shameless and uncleanliness, for the worshipping of idols not to be named is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. For either they are mad when they be merry, or prophesy lies, or live unjustly, or else lightly forswear themselves. For inasmuch as trust is in idols which have no life though they swear falsely yet they look not to the to be hurt how be it for both causes shall they be justly punished both because they brought not well of god giving heed unto idols and also unjustly swore in deceitful in deceit despising holiness for it is not the power of them by whom they swear but it is just vengeance of sinners that punisheth always the offenses of the ungodly i'm going to continue this i'm going to do the commentary next of this shalom this is nade batel elion and I'm continuing on the commentary on Wisdom of Solomon 14. And especially to the end of Wisdom of Solomon 14, it talks about idolatry and the evil caused by idolatry. From the 22 going, it talks about how it was not even enough for them to be idolaters. Because idolatry causes one to err in knowledge of God. And then it also breeds ignorance and it causes people to do all kinds of things it talks about the plagues that come with which they call peace but it's not it's a lie and while they slew their children in sacrifices so today people will strap their sons and their daughters with bombs it's still molech molech still was the god who likes to uh, burn the children in the fire when we strap the children when these people strap their children in in with bombs and things that is fire it blows up everything and kills everybody 
That is a form of idolatry, the word of God is saying. Now, do you see why they keep the, they kept these books out of the out of the canonized Bible and they made it apocryphous? Did you see the uh, the, the wickedness that comes with idolatry? It comes with so many things. It talks about manslaughter. It talks about uh, committing adultery. It talks about defiling the marriages. It talks about keeping marriages unholy, meaning all kinds of of things is going on, wife swapping, husband swapping, and all kinds of things are happening. These are not things that are godly. They defile themselves. And they profane the work of God. It's talking about how idolatry leads to dissimulation, corruption, unfaithfulness, tumult, perjury, all kinds of wickedness. It talks about worshiping idols. It's not just it's it's not just the beginning. You know, it's not just the end. It's the beginning of 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 many many things. It leads to. Look at how it has lied to us about the image of Christ today. If you know the true history, the true history of, of, of the images was stemmed because a grieving father couldn't handle the death of his son and used the image as a, you know, as his image to remember him by. And over time, it turned into the image of Yeshua. They turned it into the image of Yeshua and all kinds of abominable things. These are all lies. And the world has bought the lies. And we are eating the lies. This is not good. Religion is the sickness. But seeking God is not. You can seek God. You can seek him. Without making shrines. And making these idolatrous things. Creating things out of wood. And carving it. And worshipping it. And giving it more more power and calling it sacred and all of these things. Can you imagine you use the wood to cook food to eat? You use the gas to, to give keep you warmth. You use the ice and to build an igloo or something. But then later you turn around and you worship all of these things. Where is the creator in all of these? How should the creator feel when he sees his created beings worshipping each other instead of worshipping him, the creator? So today, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God as the word of God said. And this particular book of of Solomon, Wisdom of Solomon 14, if you have time, listen to it again. It talks to us about our life about what we are doing about how we are committing adultery and you can see that the ten commandments the first thing god says is i am the lord thy god which brought you out of the land of of egypt thou shalt not have any other gods before me so how do you know that the God you are worshipping is the God that created you. Is the God that created heaven and earth. That is the only God we are seeking right now. The God that created heaven and earth. The God that created the whole universe. The God that makes all of these things into being. That is the God we are seeking. 
I don't care what religion you are or what your basis for whatever you are doing and whether you believe or you don't believe. But I'm telling you, you didn't show up here by mistake. You showed here by intelligent design. And you should seek the person who created you. You should seek him. You should make an effort to see and say, whoever you are, God, I want you to show me who you are. Show yourself and show me who you are. And when you ask this every single day, you are asking this question. One of these days, he's going to show you who he is. Let's say everybody has lied, okay? Let's say everybody has lied to us and we want to find out the truth. Who is this truth? Is Yeshua really Yeshua? Is whoever it is you are worshipping really who he said he is? Let's find out by asking the source and he will help us. So, I'm going to leave you here. Shalom. I'm Nade Badal Elion and I pray your best days are ahead of you yet. And we'll talk again. I'm Nadeni1 at gmail.com. I'm Nadeni1 at outlook.com. And my cash app is cash dollar sign. V-N-K-O-T-E-Y. Shalom.